Welcome to the Kingdom Life Podcast. Join in with Coach Chris as he discusses Kingdom Life principles and spiritual concepts that will lead you into your destiny and purpose in life. You can also find more information about Coach Chris and Kingdom Life on Facebook, YouTube, at I Am Kingdom Life. Get ready to join today's podcast. Hello, Kingdom people. It's Saturday night. Welcome you to the Kingdom Life Talk Show. It's going to be a good one. We're going to take a few moments here and allow a few people to jump on. We're going to take a few moments to allow people, a few people to jump on for the talk that we're going to have tonight. Why don't we start a watch party tonight? I don't think we have anywhere to go for those of you who are uh, locked up in your house because of our current situation. Why don't we invite a few people to jump on? I guarantee you tonight's going to be a night of blessing. Tonight's going to be a night of blessing. We have a special guest with us, Dr. Terry Wallen, who is going to be with us tonight. And so we have a full night tonight. I am going to jump straight into our conversation. Just want to give a, a little bit more time for people to jump on and please make a comment. Let us know where you're watching from. If you're watching from Denton, say hello to me. I'd love to recognize you on the show tonight. Uh, if you're in Africa, the Philippines, Puerto Rico, anywhere, just say hello to me and I'd love to acknowledge you on tonight's show. And also during our conversation with Dr. Terry Wallen, I love the opportunity for us to open up and allow you to ask some questions. Uh, we have our, our admin here tonight. She's uh, taking notes and she can get those to me. But please make comments uh, even after the show. If you're watching us, uh, we are recording live on Facebook and YouTube right now. But m- maybe uh, you're watching this and, and uh, after uh, sometime, maybe it's a year from now. We are in 2020 and a lot of transitional things are occurring and happening here, not just in the United States, but all across the world. And now is the time for leadership. Now is the time for leadership breakthrough. And that's what we at Kingdom Life always want to do and prepare ourselves for is that we take the time and the opportunity to share with you the individual Kingdom Life principles and spiritual concepts. My name is Coach Chris. I'm a life coach, and I teach Kingdom Life principles and spiritual concepts. This is a place where we exchange ideas, um, and we always use the biblical uh, principles of the Bible of the kingdom. That is our backdrop. That is the essence of what we do, and we want to take those kingdom principles and, and transcend them over into our natural everyday life. Those principles and nat- uh, uh, those spiritual principles, pull them down from the heavenlies, from our biblical principles and apply them to our everyday life. That's what we do here. Those are the discussions that we're having and some of the things that you're going to hear uh, from us tonight with Dr. Terry Wallen. As usual, you can email me at coachchris at imkingdomlife.org. You can like us on Facebook. You can like us on Facebook, obviously, at I Am Kingdom Life. Subscribe to us on YouTube, our YouTube channel. We're posting a lot of videos there. And my favorite, the one that's my, I don't know why I love Spotify so much. You can now get this. 
And this message will be on Spotify as well uh, on I Am Kingdom Life. So tonight we are going to be talking about what is coaching with Dr. Terry Wallens. Before I bring him on, uh, I want to make a little bit of introduction uh, about, lay a little bit of foundation, and I'll uh, read to you a little bit of his bio, and then we'll bring him on and go straight into our discussion. My heart is that we have individual breakthrough. I, and my, it's my belief that we are seeing the collapse of a lot of traditional systems, both politically and religiously. And I am making the statement that now is the time for change, not just any change. We must move forward in kingdom concepts and principles. We are in transitional moments. And the thing that happens during transition to me is what is revealing. I see a lot of people who are in transition making bad choices. We're going to talk about choices a little bit tonight and being aware of some of the things that we're talking about and to life's uh, current situation. Every one of us is in transition, regardless of your age. Every one of us is in transition. I say this in most of my meetings and most of my conferences, that most of us are in high school going to college, college going into a career and career into marriage, marriage into da-da-da-da-da. Even in some bad situations, if you're going through a divorce or someone with an illness or has passed or isn't passing, those are transitional moments. Maybe you lost your job, a house, a car, any one of those. If you're single and broke up with your boyfriend or girlfriend, these are transitional moments that uh, we talk about. And I believe and that we believe and that we'll hear from Dr. Terry as well, is that we believe that we have now a pathway that we can come along with the, the guidance of the Holy Spirit and help you break through into that next level into the purpose of God that he has designed you for in this natural world to overcome. John 16, 33 says, be of good cheer. In this world, you're going to have uh, trials and tribulations. And that's no doubt. We're all human. I can raise my hand to that. But be of good cheer because he has overcome. It's not by my work, but it's by the work of the finished work of the cross. And that is what we absolutely lean on. So before I bring on Derry, Dr. Terry Wallen tonight, I want us to be aware. I want us to take, I want us to begin to understand not just title yeah, I, I come on here and I say, hey, I'm, I'm Chris Silva. I'm your life coach. I want us to understand a, a lot a lot of the practices. There's a lot of secular things about coaching out there that you can read and discover and discuss. But the one thing that I really love about the pathway that Dr. Terry Wallen has uh, worked with us as leadership, I've been under his guidance for two years. And uh, this year I'll be finishing up with that and, and uh, finishing my certification um, is that I love the concept that he has laid out before us is that it is a tool only to be used by the guidance of the Holy Spirit during these transitional moments, working with individuals and listening at, uh, to the spirit, to what it might say to us for uh, proper questions and uh, leading that individual into breakthrough and having that wonderful experience to say, well done, that good and faithful servant. Without further ado, I do want to read um I do want to read his bio, but before I do that, let me let me do this. Let me make, say hello to a few people. Mr. Martin Subugala, hello, sir. Thank you for watching tonight. I, I I want to have you on the show. We've discussed it. Martin Subugala, you oh, you're gonna be blessed when you meet Martin. He is in Uganda, Africa. And this is a wonderful man, uh, man of God. He I, I don't know how many children he is has in his orphanage, about 300, I believe. But welcome, uh uh Martin Subagal, I've got some more notes. Hello, uh, Richard Jose. Thank you for watching, sir. 
Thank you, Dr. Richard Jose. Uh, you were on, on the show a few weeks ago. Thank you so much. Uh, Martha Neely, thank you, ma'am, for uh, jumping on with us tonight. Thank you so much, Martha. We, we love you so much and appreciate you very much. And my dear mother, uh, Mary Silva, who was on the show a few weeks ago, uh, she did a wonderful job, and we are happy that you are watching tonight. So without further ado, let me let me go on and move uh, move into, before I bring Dr. Walling on, let me read you a little bit of his bio, and that way you might have an understanding of who he is. He's a wonderful person, and uh, we'll, we'll move forward in that discussion. Dr. Terry Wallen is a founder and president of Leadership Breakthrough, and which is an innovative resourcing agency focused on creating breakthrough experiences for risk-taking kingdom leaders. He is the author of the best-selling book called Stuck, Navigating Through the Transitions of Life and Leadership. He coaches and consults with entrepreneurial leaders who serve in the marketplace and ministry sectors and is passionate to see committed Christ followers break through into their personal development and live lives that count for the kingdom of God. Terry teaches leadership development in the Doctor of Ministry program as adjunct professor at Fuller Theological Seminary. He also serves as a director of Dean and Ministry Mentor Program. He has taught in seminaries across North America in the area of lifelong leadership development and advanced leadership development. Terry is a graduate of Point Loma College and attended uh, Talbot Theological Seminary. He has received his Doctor of Ministry from Fuller Seminary in Global Ministries and Leadership Development. For 21 years, uh, Terry uh, has served as Vice President with Church Resource Ministries of PLM in charge of, of, of its U.S. ministries. He also served as the Vice President of Church Revitalization with CRM. During that time, he and his team developed refocusing revitalization process that re, uh, re resource over 15,000 church leaders and helped to revitalize over 3,000 local churches. Terry and his family launched and directed the CRM work to renew and plan new churches in Melbourne, Australia from 1988 to 1992. In addition to Stuck, Terry has authored numerous resources fo focused on personal development and coaching, and there is a list of them. Some of them you will hear tonight. Focus Living, Apex, Residence, the Idea Coaching Pathway. You're going to hear some about track tonight, uh, Awakening and Deciding and Finishing. Finishing Well is Critical. Uh, Terry and Robin Walling have been married for over 40 years and resides in Chico, California. They have three they have three married children and eight grandchildren who also reside in Chico. Wow, that's a that's definitely a resume. So when I tell you that we, we are blessed to have Dr. Terry with us tonight, and I am blessed to have him and to know him, and I just want to welcome you. Dr. Terry, welcome to the show, sir. Well, that's it's an honor to be here, but I got tired just listening to that resume. So I'm sure all of your people out there uh, are wondering, when was that thing ever going to end? It's just great to be here, Chris. And to actually get a chance to see uh, Kingdom Life. I've heard for two years uh, about all that uh, is on your heart and to see this kind of come to fruition. Yep. And to see that you are really Larry King incarnate, it, it's unbelievable. As I look at that backdrop, that's fantastic. So uh, it's just great. It's great to be here. Thank you. It's Thank great. You. you knew I would humble you, so it's yes, great to be here. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I've been humbled in, uh, with Terry in front of many conferences. Uh, <laughs> 
But truly, tonight you are the uh, teacher, and I am the people. But I am blessed. We're blessed uh, to have you on tonight. And uh, why don't before we start uh, jump in? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, what you're doing, yeah. and a little yeah. bit of your experience? Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, it's a novel idea, but the things I've been teaching people for over 30, 40 years, I'm actually trying to live out, which is all about how do we make our unique and ultimate contribution for Christ's kingdom. Uh, the issue is not whether God's at work in each of our lives. The issue is actually how is he at work? And not only how is he at work, do we have the courage to join him? And down through the years, I found that's a lot easier to teach but to live then to live out but in reality that's been the call uh in my journey to try to live according to the stuff that has helped so many other people so right now uh i live in chico california but i head up a ministry called leader breakthrough and part of what we do is we resource and coach breakthrough in the lives of people just like chris people like you that are listening and others that are involved in trying to make a kingdom difference in the places in that God's placed them. So um, at this point in time, I, I sit in the wonderful town of Chico, California. And like Chris said, uh, one of the great moments of my life is actually uh, all those moments tied to all those grandkids. So uh, forgive me, I've sinned, but I'm a baby boomer. And now I get a chance to enjoy them. But with where we've been the last few weeks, I've been in stay in place for four weeks and I have yet to hug those kids. So oh, right, right, right now I'm grabbing everything right now and trying to, trying to give it a hug, but uh, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm being good. We're being good. We're staying in place good. and, uh, and, and safe and well. Married for 40 years. Married for 40 years. In fact, Robin and I were just talking about that this, uh our we turn the the calendar for 40 years uh in may oh wow. so we're trying to think how do we actually do it especially if we're stay in place we had we had a planned a trip but had to cancel that and everything so like everybody else it's time to be creative in terms of how we celebrate and uh i think to be honest with you chris this is an important moment yes, it's it is. an important moment globally Yes. Uh, I've, I've done some, you know, live town hall meetings and everything. And I've, I've heard from leaders all across the globe. This is a game changer. And what's, what we've been all going through. And in some sense, in 9-11, we all, some people had to experience that, but we all watched that. But with the global pandemic that we've been in, we're all experiencing that. Yes. And you'll remember in 9-11, we all said that was a game changer. And it was. Well, even more so now. So the question is, what is God at work doing, even in the midst of this, and how do we join him? And I'm hoping tonight we get a chance to explore that a little bit together. Yeah, most definitely. This this is what we call, that you have uh, definitely trained us in, transitional moments, and they're so critical. Right. It's so revealing where it's the conspiracy theory, whether it's man-made, whatever. What, Terry, you, you and I know um, we cannot go back doing business like we did yesterday. Right. It's not right. it's going to be impossible. So moving forward, coming up, and you know, just as well, the big questions are, what do we do? How do we do it? What, what does tomorrow look like? And what we, there's two things that you taught me, and I'm going to go into teaching already, is situational clarity and sovereign perspective. Situation. So you, sound, you sound so smart, Chris. This is fantastic. <laughs> okay, 
Dak, I learned this from Dr. Terry. Uh, All right, no, that's fine. You go, buddy, you go. Yeah. Okay, so we've got situational clarity and, and, and sovereign perspective. We need to understand where we are as individuals and as a group and yeah. communities. But then we need to look at that sovereign perspective, like you just said. Yeah. What is it that God is saying? And if I don't want to be all mystical and spiritual, because we're really going to have to do something here in the natural as far as of activities. And so we're going to discuss, for those of you who are listening tonight, just discuss maybe a little bit about being and doing. You're going to hear some of that, the two-track system about being and doing, because we just can't be all about doing because we bring about fear. We bring about systems of failure. And we just can't be all mysticism either because we can't be all kumbaya. Uh, I know that's probably offends some of you all, but we have to have a combination of both. So, Dr. Terry, the, the topic of our discussion tonight is really going to be, and thank you for that introduction again. Welcome to the show. And it's been an honor uh, knowing you, sir, for the last two um, So welcome to the show. Um, honor's mine, friend. Yeah. Yes, sir. So let's kind of go into uh, a talk a little bit about what is coaching. There's a lot being said, a lot being looked at, and a lot of evaluations on coaching. Some people get giggle when they ask me what I do, and I said, well, I'm a life coach. And they're like, oh, man, you sound just like everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's kind of some uniqueness there. And I want to look at, and, and as you know, I talk about two systems. I talk about the world system, the secular world, and I also talk about the religious uh, sector and, and the church paradigm. So I believe that coaching kind of transcends both of them and management model and leadership model yeah. and churches today. So can we kind of uh, kind of delve in and maybe you can uh, kind of define what is coaching according to your perspective? Yeah, I think let me give you a little bit of backdrop. I mean, you know, I pastored, I was involved in in ministry for many, many years. I still am. Um, and it led me into teaching, a teaching ministry where we share concepts. Here, here was what I found, though, that a lot of people can actually hear great content and shake their head and say, that is very helpful. But deep inside are actually shaking their head the other way, going, I'm not actually ever going to do anything with that. And we just keep hearing good stuff, but it never turns into behavior. And so when I pastored and then when I led a team to Australia and try to help leaders like those that are listening and help uh, individuals who want to make a difference for Christ, I began to realize why is it that by just throwing books at people, teaching great things to people, why is it that they're not changing? Yeah. And what I began to discover is that information alone doesn't change somebody. Information needs to be paired with a relationship and a relationship leads information to transformation. Yes. Part of what is going on, especially uh, in our world today, is not that we need more information. In fact, we have access to more information than we ever have. So here's the critical issue. Why isn't it breaking through? Why isn't it turning into new behavior? Why isn't the things we know translating more readily into how we live? And what I discovered was a relationship is necessary to actually take information to transformation. And I began to discover you don't get the clarity alone. Yes, that's there's right. A, there's a reason why all that information hasn't translated is because it hasn't been integrated into who you are. And oftentimes you need a conversation, a 
individual uh, coming alongside to take what you know and begin to figure out why it is you're not living it out in the life that you live. And so what coaching does is coaching is different than what I think a lot of people think coaching is. Coaching is the ability and coaching is the skill, which is really discipling, to draw out what's deep inside of an individual. And so what we teach is that coaching draws it out, mentoring, and that concept of mentoring puts it in. Yes. And we, we as you put up right now, we one of our core verses is Proverbs 20, verse 5. A plan, a, a plan is deep in a man's heart. It's deep water, but a man or woman of understanding draws it out. Yes. So like going down into a well, I help and and I I have discovered that if I can help pull out what you know about a topic and then help you think through how you're going to live out that topic, there's a better possibility that you yourself will actually start taking responsibility for your change. See, Chris, when we listen to somebody, even people right now, they're listening to me, they can actually hear what I'm saying, kind of give intellectual assent to what I'm saying, and actually don't do anything about what I'm saying. Yes. But when all of a sudden you sit down and have a discussion with somebody, and they start grappling with a topic and figuring out why it is they may not be able to um, actually see it happen in their life, something happens. They begin to discover how God's at work, and they begin to discover the keys to help them implement it into the future. Yes. That is what coaching is. And so we got some stereotypes to break, and I know I'm going long, but it's coaching is not athletic coaching. That's right. And coaching is not you, me sitting here and telling you the answers. Coaching is me helping you discover what those answers are and actually um, follow what the Spirit of God has already been doing in you. Remember, he leads us and guides us into all truth and help you bring that out, decide what you want to do, and then help you actually set a course to do it. So if you can imagine it, coaching is like the bridge that takes us from information to transformation. Yes, that's very good. Uh, a lot of well said, sir, obviously. Uh, I love what you're saying, you know, uh, and I'm going to use both the uh, natural world and the, uh, the religious system. When we talk about information, I can tell somebody over and over and over and we become tellers, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I take ownership of what I just told you. And when you come back and tell me what you told me didn't work, I'm a phony, right? So what right. we're doing, there's a lot of systems out there, and you said it. We're going to have to challenge the status quo because a lot of systems are designed for failure and not for your success. Mm. So when we take the individual and we, we give them the tools, and, and Ephesians 4.12 says, that those offices within the religious organization are for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of, of the body of Christ. I pick up words like right. equipping, equipping. Mm -hmm. I love to. Yep. These are things that we talk about with coaching, and I love what you said because we're not athletic coaches, but let let you understand this natural concept that champions and people who overcome. I always believe the the sports person. 
the Michael yep. Jordan, the the uh, Tiger Woods, the the Efron, all of them. They all have coaches because they need to get to the next level. What we've practiced for so many years is information and no transformation. Right. Why, right. And, yeah. Well, so why, that's, yeah, why, no. that's why when an individual sits on a pew for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years and never experiences break, breakthrough, it's because the system is broken, in my opinion. We were, we're looking for individuals. And let me say this for those of you who are watching. And, Terry, you've, you've, ta- you've taught us this. That I'm not a counselor, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychologist, but what we do is take the individual that's in a semi-healthy state trying to get to that next level, and that's what we believe that yeah. we can do. Uh, so I, I, looking for that, transform- that transformation, and the only way we can judge or take a look at how, if transformation has taken place is by behavioral change. Right, and right. and part of the part of the problem is that we have said the way somebody changes is they sit and learn. That is not how people change. People change by actually taking what they learn and starting to grapple with it and actually live out what they learn. You never learn something till you live it out. That's good. In fact, if you think about Jesus and his discipling, Jesus never did just sit there and teach and teach and teach. He actually sent those disciples out to try and live it out. Then they came back with lots of questions. Yes. And Jesus, it's interesting, Jesus, if you watch him, he didn't actually answer all those questions. He actually asked more questions. That's good. Because in that question, there's discovery. And as all of a sudden I begin to ask the questions as the learner, I begin to take responsibility for the change and actually experience this truth I say I believe it. Chris, I honestly believe we've been educated way beyond our level of obedience. Say that again. And so what we've been educated as Christians and church attenders way beyond our level of obedience. That's good. In other words, it's when you live a truth, that's when you learn the truth. Wow. Not when you hear the truth, it's when you live the truth. And is in the living out, that's why you need a coach, somebody alongside to ask you questions that actually will help you deepen your understanding of the things that you're going after. And so by coaching, I'm not just, telling you the answers by coaching i'm drawing out what the spirit of god's already been doing inside of you to help you own the answer yes once it's yours then you will do something about it if you sit and listen it's mine if you do something about it it's yours and that's what true discipling is coaching isn't just a buzzword I believe coaching and mentoring are what really discipling is all about. When we talk about helping somebody, we're not talking about giving them all the answers. We're talking about helping them take a truth and live it so that they begin to discover the answer themselves. Yes. So- Come on. So, I'm getting excited. Uh, you know, I may wow. jump out of the studio. Wow, baby. Boom! That's, that's yeah. a Terry Waller right there. Come on. 
Yeah, and I, I love it because, again, adding to what you just said, coaching is asking questions. Absolutely. The better the question, the better the, better the coaching. The better the coaching and the better the and- answer. It's and 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 I remember saying this on one of your calls. The very first thing that we hear God say to Adam is, "It's not a statement. What is it? No, nope. it's a question. Where are you? Are you? Where are you? you By think- the way, isn't that a great question? How about Jesus? You want Jesus's most uh, important and often used question? Yeah, this will kill you. This will kill you. What do you want? Ooh. Ooh, 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 what do you, you think about that for a second? That's a good question. And by the way, by the way, Jesus didn't always tell you what you want. Jesus asked you, what do you want? He would go to the blind man. What do you want? What do you mean? What do I want? Blind man, he wants to see. Yeah, but do you know that's what you want? And do you know that Jesus can actually do what you want? In other words, Jesus made the blind man take responsibility for his own growth. Oh, man. This is Woo. what I want. Woo. And a lot of times in the church, we actually force feed people, and they don't take responsibility for their own growth. And then what we get, we get mad at them when they don't grow. Oh, I, t- I tell le- leaders, quit giving the answers and start asking the question. Oh my God, Terry, Terry, Terry! You give me chill bumps over here. <laughs> <laughs> question: It's the breakthrough. We, I, I'm telling you, for those of you who are listening, for those of you who are listening tonight, I, I need. I, I would. I'm, I'm, we, are, in fact, Terry and I opened with prayer tonight before we started this show. Yeah. Pray yep. that word. This, these are not just things that we are. We're trying to be title or make ourselves. We're actually looking for true leadership breakthrough. You, the individual, yeah. it doesn't have to be the corporate world. It doesn't have to be the yeah. church setting. I, I've said it, I, and, and I'm going to go on record here again as saying it. I believe that the one-man show is over. We don't have just yes. Jordans. It is a team concept. I believe that yep. the pastor, as wonderful as those people are, it can't just come from the pulpit. It's going to have to come from the people and from the pew. Absolutely. We have to have breakthrough at the personal level. And when, 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 when the leadership, oh my gosh, when the leadership con- concept changes from, if you want to be great, you have to be a leader and a servant to all. But Terry, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get too much into, you know, that whole beat down there, but something happened along well, the way. I, let me just, tell, let me just make a quick comment with you. Sorry. I, you by the way, by the way, folks, we agreed to interrupt each other all night. So uh, that's just going to happen. Yeah, go ahead. But, let me just share one quick thing. I believe part of what we're going through right now is could be the completion of the Reformation. In the Reformation, when Luther nailed the things to the deal and all of a sudden now we had faith alone, we didn't have faith in works. Now all of a sudden the church was out of the way between them and God. He didn't complete it all. And here it is, the priesthood of all believers. And what that simply means is, and I'm not getting theological on this, but that simply means every person a minister. Wow. And I believe that's where we are right now with this virus. It's amazing. Everybody, uh, in at least in the U.S., you're locked in their homes. In other words, but the church isn't actually canceled. No. How about that, huh? 
Yeah, that's the a, church is very much still alive. Yes. Why? Because Christ is resonant in each one of us. That's right. And so it's us taking responsibility for our own walks. If that happens, that doesn't mean we don't need equipping. That doesn't mean we don't need to gather together. But if that happens, if I and you take responsibility for my own journey, watch out. The wow. sleeping giant awakes. Yes, sir. And we have a move of God that you will not be able to stop. All right. All right. Good stuff. Let's keep going. Yep. For track of time. Yes. And let me just. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we didn't even pass the first question yet. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, and that's fine. Remember, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is live. In fact, before I move on, let me say uh, hello to a few people. Dan Williams, uh, welcome, sir. Miss Sherry Hallbrook. Dan Williams. Uh, Miss Sherry Hallbrook says, preach. Uh, uh, yes, Dr. Terry Wall. <laughs> Alfred Jose is in California. Uh, he says, loves it. So, and uh, your your uh, Dan says, boom. And Dan says, sounds like a movement. Sounds like a movement. It is sounds a movement, like Danny boy. It is. It is a so I want to move on and I'll make this uh, last statement and then I'll, we'll get into the next question is, is um, I believe that when we as uh, managers, mid management, uh, and I see it, the, the, I say that the corporate world does it better. I, I believe also that the, the church is a little bit behind. And when the management style changes, rather than me serve a ministry, but when ministry serves me, we all grow. When leadership, Absolutely. When leadership changes, we all change. When the leader rises, we all rise. Because right. person, and you taught us this personal development precedes corporate change. Mm -hmm. when it I, does. When I change and become a better individual, all those around yeah. me I begin yeah. as well. So that brings to me to the next question. Uh, who can and needs to be coached? Who can and you needs know, to be coached? Here's, here's another misnomer. Okay. First misnomer, that coaching is like athletic coaching where there's some, somebody's got a headphones on a Yoda to tell you what to do. No, we dispel that. What is coaching drawing out what's already inside of you? Second thing that is equal um, to that is that as you and I are being shaped, we're being shaped over our lifetime. So what that means is that leadership is not position, it's influence. Whoever has the influence really has the leadership. It's the culture view that says you got to have position to have influence. No, you don't. Jesus didn't have any position and he changed the world. It's about influence. And so influence is being shaped over time. Now, the second misnomer of coaching, only people who aren't cutting it, only people who have big time problems, only people who can't can't actually do it on their own, need coaching. And that's fallacy number two. No, all of us who want to live a life that makes a difference need somebody alongside us helping us discover what God's at work doing. Right. Coaching is for the people who want to break through, not for the people who got some kind of casualty to them that they'll never break through. So the second misnomer is this. If you are a person who wants to make a difference, you need a coach. I got to. I got people coaching me. You need somebody alongside asking you the questions, 
helping you move it out of a subjective, it's all about you world into a kingdom perspective, yes. what God's at work doing. That's Coaching right. is for every one of us. That's good. And it's something that it's something that actually brings the breakthrough. Amen. Amen to that. And, and for those of you watching here in Fort Worth, Texas, I, I, I'm just about finished here and I, I, I will be volunteering for you and I'd love to coach you and all, and all opportunities because I've definitely lived a lifestyle of transitions and many transitions. And we want to get to that place where we can say that I am kingdom life. And that is a lifestyle of overcoming uh, great response there, sir. Uh, and when is coaching needed? When is coaching needed? Did, we talked about transitions, but when is it? Well, to- actually I think coaching is needed in, on an ongoing basis, but here's when coach, the felt need for coaching really begins to occur when you're in an in-between moment. In-between moment. And you're in a transition moment. When you don't know where you're going, but you know you can't go back to where you've been. Yeah. Those moments are strategic. Those moments are critical. And there's a good possibility if you don't get coaching, you're going to go back to where you were versus going on to where you should be. Oh, man. And what happens, and you, you say, well, no, no, that's not going to happen. Hey, let me just remind you, Peter yes. saw the resurrected Jesus. Yes. And after he saw the resurrected Jesus many times, now, come on. Let's all admit, who who would like to have seen the resurrected Jesus? Come on. All of us would say, I'm in. And you know what we would say? Hey, then I'm in for good now that I've seen. Guess what? Peter and the boys decided they were going to go fishing. And it, that's what sets up Jesus asking Peter three times, do you love me? And Jesus asked Peter three times, do you love me for a reason? And the, here's the reason. Are you going to go back to fishing where you've been? Or are you going to move into new work for the kingdom where I'm taking you? Pete, when I go home, what are you going to do? Transition moments is when you need a coach. Transition moments are those moments when all of a sudden you realize what worked before may not work in the future. But yeah. one of the things you you know I say, what got you here may not and probably won't take you there. That's right. That's right. And you're not going to find it out on your own. We've been wired to find out and do life together. That's right. It's, it's called the body of Christ. That, so that, people who... People in transition are the people now all of a sudden to step over the line and say, okay, you're right. I need coaching. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you who are watching, whether you're a business owner, you're going to have to do business differently. And and absolutely. A lot of you uh, have already transitioned many, many years ago. I believe in in, in my opinion, again, that the religious sector is is a little bit behind, uh, which leads me into my next question. But I'm going to come back to this. Why is coaching needed in today's market and church? And I'm just going to set this up uh, because I believe, and, and Terry maybe can speak to this in that question, why is coaching needed in today's market and church, marketplace and church, is because the leader who, like you said, goes back into doing business like they did every Sunday and Wednesday. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, and this is not my opinion. 
This is not my opinion. These are stats that you can go read for yourself. The church is in a bad shape place right now. There are more churches closing today than are opening. The pastor is in a, it's in a bad state. Pastors are committing suicide at an enormous rate. I don't know what we've done. I don't know where the church, this is why we're having these difficult conversations. And if you are a pastor, reach out to me. Dr. Terry and I, myself, Dr. Jose, we have uh, tools in place, conversations we can have. And I'm going to tell you, there will be a, a community that you can discover and that we get to grow together. I don't get to do this by myself. I am a partnership with Dr. Terry and Dr. Jose and many of those around us. What we're saying is there's a way out, but we just can't go back to the old way of doing business. So go ahead and ask, kind of get in that. Why is coaching needed in today's marketplace and church place? Church. Well, I think it's needed because of exactly what you just said. Because what got us here, the model that we use, what I'm actually willing to say was exactly the model we needed. The only problem is it's not a model that'll take us there. 20s and 30s are checking out. They don't want the church the boomers gave them. That's right. Though There are people also, because the church retooled itself into this attractional model, there are people now who actually are in churches who believe in Jesus but are stuck and not growing because the stuff they're getting is stuff for the initial phase of the Christian life, not the deeper Christian life, and they're leaving. And they're a group called the Duns. They're not done with Jesus. They're just done with the church. So the model that we had actually worked, but it will not be the model that we're going to need in the future. Wow. And one of the things that I think we got to come to terms with, Jesus did not baptize the methods. He baptized the truth. Wow. The truth is always relevant. But the model and the ways we do it can change. And so I think the number one emphasis today is the topic we're talking about. The forming of authentic, passionate Christ followers. Yes. And when a model does not do that, it is going to grow and grow and grow in its irrelevancy. But the people, because of way life is going right now, who actually take and do ministry and help people discover how God has shaped them and help them to live that out, boom, they're going to make a difference in the world. And I think we just answered the next Yeah, boom, excellent. I think we just answered the next question is how did the, the, the leadership of yesterday differ from the one from tomorrow? And I think that's the paradigm shift that we've talked so yeah. much. And let me, let me tell you something. A, a few years ago, Terry, you opened up and you acknowledged the fact that you, you are now seeing uh, something that, I, that I've been talking about for a long time, having my YouTube commercial, doing all these kind of things. And I always say that Kingdom Life was bringing the truth, the message of the kingdom in non-traditional ways. Now right. it seems that everybody's taking advantage of this, this technology piece. And while I've been doing it for quite some time, uh, it's still developing it. We're still growing. But here's the here's the here's the most important piece. It's the connection of the relationship. So the leadership, I believe, from yesterday, the unattainable, you can't approach me, I'm X, now needs to change and says, fill my wounds, touch my palms, feel the 
feel the piercing here. Absolutely. Side. We're all no, no, no. Me as you seek to know Him, because that's what people want to know. They want to know if you're authentic, and if you are, then there must be something about this Jesus and this God who you say is the giver of life. Absolutely. Yeah. You're on. You've been on the money, buddy, and. The, the reality is, it's interesting, I've been coaching for the last six to eight years using something called Zoom. Now everybody's a Zoomaholic. <laughs> and, and what's going on out there right now is everybody's going, oh, I got to get on Zoom. And you know what? I'm a relational critter, too. I thought you couldn't have a relational connect that you're talking about, Chris, with, with technology. You can only be sitting in a room. And I want to confess that I was wrong. And and the relationship that we're having is different than the on-site, but it can be a relationship that can fuel and lead into the on-site in new, fresh ways. Yeah, amen to that. Uh, before we get into some of the dynamics and teaching of Terry and some of his uh, platforms and, and methods that we actually talk about, you're going to hear some different words. I did. We're just like kind of laying the foundation, the understanding what coaching is as the leader. What we're looking for as our on our visual side is that leader that is serving the servant leadership model, and that is so critical. It, it, I believe again that the world does it better than the church does, and I believe that the church is now as a leader. Let me let me just say. Let's, let me. I'm just going to throw it out there. If you are a pastor watching this tonight or listening to this to somewhere. Stay and get connected with us. We would love to help you. You cannot do this alone. You cannot do this alone. This is bigger than all of us. And I need help. Absolutely. Surrounded by a great uh, man as Dr. Terry Wallen as as well. Let me get into, let me acknowledge, uh, there's one question on the platform here. uh, It's by Sherry. Sherry asked this question. What do you feel is the most important responsibility of the coach and of the student. What do you feel is the most important responsibility of the coach and of the student? You want to answer that? Yeah. Number one of the coach, listen. Listening. Crit, uh, Not talking. Mm. Li- listening. That's Very the number one core responsibility of a coach. Quit talking and start listening. Quit telling. At Ask good questions and sit back and let them talk. And the number one responsibility of the person being coached is to actually believe that the person sitting in front of you wants you to succeed even more than you do. Amen to that. If they believe that and you listen, it it will explode in terms of actual discovery. Yeah, that is that's very good. Uh, Sherry, we hope that that answers you and gave you a little bit of feedback there. Thanks, thanks for that though. Keep firing. That's that's good. Um, the other, right. Yeah. The other thing is when you when you come to me as a coach, I'm not the expert. Who is? You are. I'm not the expert. You are, and that's what we develop is is pulled again that drawing Proverbs twenty and five is pulling that out of you. See, because a coaching will pull you pull things out of you. Yeah. A mentor yeah. pours into you. A mentor, exactly. I pour into you, but I want to pull from you the purpose of God, your talents, your gifts, and all your abilities. Now, yeah. now, and now, here's what I found. Here's what I found. If you take that posture, primarily pulling it out from somebody, 
And by the way, you know why I do that? Because I actually believe you already know the answer. Now, you may not know all the answers, but I actually believe if the spirit of God is ahead of me, and he is, and he's already leading and guiding you into all truth, and he does, if that's true, then my role is to pull it out. But there are, are moments when you're, you potentially are going to need some truth or some answer or some help. It's not when you tell. It's not if you tell. It's when you tell. Say that again. And so as you go through this discussion and you're listening, you're listening, you're listening, you're listening, you're listening. By the way, did you hear that? What was the key word? Listening. listening. As you're listening. When you get to the second half of the conversation, there may become a moment when somebody needs some information that you have. They need some help that you can give them. And so it's not if you ever do that, it's when. If you do it too soon, you start talking more. They start talking less. It's not coaching anymore. Yeah. So here's what I say to people. A coaching posture with periodic moments of mentoring. Not long-term, just periodic moments of mentoring. Go. That's very good. Um, and, and we're going to – I, I want to delve into some of our pathways that that you've taught us and just, just as a guidance and, and for people to begin to understand a little bit. Uh, but before, sure. before I move on to that, Jesus is the backdrop. He's our victor. He's the great reformer. He's the great messiah. He's a teacher, rabbi, uh, I, I believe. Oh, I'm going to let you answer. Was Jesus a coach? Was Jesus a coach? Chris, what do you think? <laughs> hey, are you turning around on me? Ladies and gentlemen, see what happens here? <laughs> what do you think, Chris? Uh, of course, I, in my opinion. By, my opinion, by the way, in your opinion, just tell me in your opinion, what do you think? I believe he was a coach. Yeah, I believe yeah. he had great questions. Yeah. And by the way, what I, what I did to Chris, I do this to him all the time, but I'm modeling what I'm saying to you. Yeah. In other words, the easiest thing for me to do would have been to answer Chris' question, which I totally agree with. Jesus was the coach. And here's why. Think about this. Jesus could have come and done it all. He did the most important thing. He won the victory on the cross. Yes. But when he came to deliver this truth, he delivered this truth in the context of asking people questions, not always giving people answers. That's good. That created a hunger and thirst for God, and it changed the world. Very good. So would, would Jesus be today's Tony Robbins life coach? Absolutely not. Now, does that say I'm down on Tony Robbins? No, I'm not. What I'm saying to you, though, is, what Jesus would do is he would take a coaching approach. And tonight, I'd love for your leader, your individuals who are listening to actually hear that as the most important thing. Yes. You may or may not ultimately be a coach, but I want to encourage you, take a coaching approach. Ask questions and listen versus give answers and watch people drift away. Yeah. Take a coaching approach. Yes. I, and you will see something happen you've not seen before. Yeah. Great. And that's what, that's what Jesus did. Yeah, great segue. And what that means, you don't have to take on the, the, 
we're not talking about titles here. We're talking about methods. Let me give you one about transitioning. And it's the, the Jethro Moses, Moses, uh, Joshua transition. And, and yeah. while we're talking to leadership, both the, in the secular and in the religious setting, is that Jethro told Moses, who was a great type and shadow of Christ in the Old Testament for you, Bibli- for you Bible scholars out there. Jethro told Moses, what you are doing is killing you and the people. You're wearing yourself out because he right. wants to do it all himself. You can't right. do it all yourself. So you need to appoint men. By then, then they give the qualifications and all that kind of stuff. All we're simply saying is that coaching is simply a method of an empowering the under the other individual, and I remove myself as the source and allow the other individual to process, and we work together and in conjunction with the Holy Spirit to get to the next level, the next phase of, of life. Right, Doctor Terry? Absolutely. And part of that whole issue right there is. You have to actually come to terms with the fact that by being the answer giver, you're actually at times stunting the growth of the people you're trying to help. Oh, my gosh. We could spend time on that. That is, oh, my gosh. We could spend so much time. How many times in a management level have we let people go and didn't ask them and allow them to process? What was going through your mind when you made that decision? How could we have made that decision a little bit better? Or are there any other options available to you? And we exactly you're fired, you're out of here, you're no more no longer a part of us. We've missed so many opportunities to allow management to grow there in these transitional moments and allow the individual to come up and process better. Absolutely. And and think about this how much of Jesus' life was a dialogue versus a monologue? Wow. In fact, if you really are honest with yourself, it's the Sermon on the Mount in the beginning, and it's the upper room discourse at the end, and a whole lot of questions in between. Wow. Yes, it is. Wow. A lot of questions. And that's how those disciples changed the world. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, we're we're running really good on time right here. I, I want to, and now we're going to have to, you know, kind of delve into some of the processes, Terry. And let me let me show the people here a couple of things. Terry, Dr. Uh, Walling, um, you had written a book uh, here a while back, and, and I don't want to get too much into it. But for, for those of you who are stuck, uh, you definitely want to get a hold of this book. Uh, and, and before we before we move on, Terry, uh, go on ahead and, and tell us where on your website, a place where uh, individuals can uh, maybe go look at some of the material. I, you can stay in contact with me on some of these, yeah. places, but go ahead. Well, our website is www.leaderbreakthrough, all one word, and the through is T-H-R-U. So www.leaderbreakthrough.com. Okay. On that site, you're going to find out that there are three major stages we go through. And those stages are calling, contribution, and convergence. Calling, for those of you in the 20s to 30s, even early 40s, where are you headed? Contribution, those people in the 40s to 50s and even early 60s, what is your unique influence? Convergence has to do with the 60s to 70 plus. What is it that's your legacy? What is going to outlive the life that you live? So those three things you're going to see on there, and you're going to see the glue in between is transitions. And that's where stuck comes in. 
because stuck is what I found after 30 years of coaching people in transitions, some of the keys to help them navigate that transition. In it, we got a, a life cycle that'll help you figure out where you are. In it, we've got God's purposes, what he does in each. Three, we've got some key insights for each one of those core transitions I just talked about. That it, before calling, before contribution, before convergence. And finally, we've got some how do I make decisions when I'm in the in-between? Because here's something people are not going to like, Chris, but we better say it. Okay. Transitions can last three months to three years. Holy smokes. Transitions are not a bad weekend. No. That's not what a transition is. Transitions are not bad pizza. Transitions take time. And that's why you need a coach. Yes. Because oftentimes you can get lost. Yeah. Yeah. And they get lost in the transitions and that's why they go back versus going forward. Yeah. So all I'm all I'm saying on the website you can get some of the key information about that. But the book you can get directly at Amazon.com. So go to Amazon and get the book itself. Yeah, I guarantee go ahead. Yeah. The book itself kind of is introduces you to all these kind of concepts. And the concept that it's really built on is actually built on 40 years of research with 5,000 historical, biblical, and contemporary Christ followers. When you study their lives, you begin to realize God shapes us over a lifetime. And one of the most shaping moments is transitions. By the way, some of you are listening are listening because you're in a transition. That's why God brought you here tonight. Right. And here's the deal. I know, I know we're, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching again here, brother, but I know this. Basically, you're, you want out of this in between and God wants in. Wow. That's good. You want to get out of this because you feel so out of control. By the way, welcome to the true Christian life. God wants into this to shape you in ways he can't in other moments. So here's what I tell people with transition. Get all you can out of a transition. Lean in versus fighting God. Wow. Join join him in this work. Yes. Versus resisting him in this work. Yes. He wants to take you to a new place so in your journey. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. Dr. Terry Wallen, such a blessing. Uh, I hope for those of you who are listening tonight that you're gleaning something from this. I want to say hi to uh, BB Nicole. Uh, hi, BB. Thank you so much for being on tonight. Uh, you're in Chicago, and Miss Miss Mary Jackson, Miss Mary Faye. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I, we hope that uh, we love all the people up in Denton and Valley View. Uh, Doctor T- uh, Terry Wallen says hi. He's from Chico, California. Mar- Miss, Miss, That's right. Miss Mary Faye, a, a sweetheart. So, um, man, so much stuff that said there. And for those of you who are listening, we're again, sovereign perspective. That's the situ- sovereign perspective and situational clarity. Where are you and where is God taking you? God is at work doing something. And are we a part of that? And we also have to say no to the uh, what do we say? No to the best. It's, uh, what do we say, doctor? Basically, sometimes you guys should say no to the good. So good. you can say yes, yes to the best. Yes, to the best. Yeah. Yes, sir. Some of us are there. You're, you're stuck, you're stuck, you're stuck, and you can't go back to doing business as usual. We don't yeah. want to go 
the die and the old Egypt and the old bondage place. We need yeah. to, to the next level of, of experience. And those are those transitional moments. So there's three basic stages and I'm just reiterating what you said, because I'm going to show some slides here. Yep. Three basic stages of, of, of life that we're going to talk. Let me, I'm sorry. Let me do this first. That uh, there is the, uh, from the ages of 20 to 30 year old, we call focused living. Those are those of you who are 20 to 30 year old. You're, you're, I know that you're frustrated. Listen, I have a 23 year old daughter and a 21 year old daughter and a 17 year old son. They're, be, they're beginning their life experience. They're beginning to discover their calling. And that's where a lot of you are. Uh, and yep. we have the tools and the concepts and the ability uh, to show this and walk this out with you. Focus living. What does that look like? Where, where are you during that stage? I love these concepts. It's, a, it's an awakening part to the call of God. God has called you for a purpose. You're not just being put on this earth just to pay bills and, and go to work every day. You Absolutely. Have, you have a purpose in your life, and we're going to declare and decree that. And we believe that the awakening part of this in your life is to discover the calling. What might God be calling you to be and do for his glory? Living a life that counts means living with clarity of your personal calling. It means living every day fully alive. Calling is about direction. Calling is about how you're going to live your life and why you live your life. Yes. That's what calling's about. By the way, take the pressure off yourself. You don't have to know where it's ultimately headed. The question is, are you, do you have the courage to get on the road? That's it. And do you have the courage to join God in his work as opposed to uh, living out according to what the culture says that you're already supposed to know what your work is when you really don't, especially in the 20s to 30s. Yeah. And, and, go and, and so I just want to speak life into you, maybe a, a little ministry moment here. If you're in that age gap, I know there's no hope. You feel like there's no hope. I listen to you. I feel like I'm the next generation uh, coach for you. I hear what you're saying. There is hope. There is victory. There is light at the end of the tunnel. You need to connect with me. I'd love to connect with you. Dr. Terry, I just want to move us along here just a little bit. Yep. I'm going to talk about Apex. This is kind of where I'm at in my life. Apex yep. for that middle game, for that middle game of, Con of contribution. contribution. Go yep. ahead. It's deciding. It, Go ahead. Yeah, it's, a, and it's actually making some choices now. By the way, you're not going to get to the end and hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, without some choices. You're going to have to make some choices. Here's the problem, though. Is choose what? And how do I make those decisions? So all of a sudden, as you're on the road from calling, you start coming around the bend, and all, you begin to discover, of all the things I could do, what should I do? Yes. What should I focus my life? and energy on and by the way life is so complex i'm beginning to discover something i can't do everything no matter how positive i think about myself life has too many demands and gets too complex where's the place i can make my greatest contribution that's what the mid game's about yes and so those of you who are in your 40s to through 50s and even early 60s, that's the questions now you got to be able to answer. Of all the things I could do, what should I do? Yes. Yeah. 
That is and so that in and of itself can start to become a decision-making grid to help you decide when you get that clear, helps you decide what you're not going to do so you can move on to what you must do. Yes. That is contribution. That is contribution. I'm in the contribution stage. I'm contributing from my calling. I'm now contributing back to uh, those around me. And, and in every one of those stages and transitional moments, you need a life coach, not someone to tell you what to do, but help you discover along what with God's you. already at work doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Dr. Terry, when I, I, and I don't know for those of you who are watching tonight, I hope that this is resonating with you. I look back because of the plan and we didn't talk about much of the plan, but I was able to look back into the uh, beginning of my life and said, God was already at work in my life preparing me for such a time as this. And for those of you who are listening, maybe you're listening to a podcast and you're getting this, you got to connect with us, find somebody in your local area that can help you process. I'm, we're just, we're just uh, um, letting everybody see come at, uh, Dr. Terry Wallen's work here, the things that he's implemented and give, given us the tools on. And I want to go on and let me say deciding is deciding is uh, deciding between the good and God's best. And I love to read these excerpts here, uh, Dr. Terry. Let me read them yep. real quick. Sure. Be the leader you're called to be. Make the contribution you're called to make. Leaders who reach the mid-game face a whole new set of, of questions. What should I be focusing on? Of all the things I could do, what should I do? And that's what just what you reiterated there. And I'm going to move on to the next one, this resonance online. Finishing well and leaving leaving a godly legacy. This is huge to me. I look for my, I, I'm, an, I'm not going to talk, <laughs> talk bad about my elders, but we have missed it. We have missed it. Our eldership has not empowered the next generation. There's no secession plan in place and we let it collapse when we should have grown and grown and doubled and doubled generation after generation. But look at the shape we're in now because it's my opinion. This is, again, my opinion that you have to have, for you Christianese out there, you have to have Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You have to have all three generations. You have to have the calling, the contribution, and the convergence. We need. I'm telling you, I need Dr. Terry Wallens. I need my eldership in my life. I don't have all the answers. And my, I give back to my kids and those in their 20s and 30s. Do we see this as kind of what we're doing? Well, I think this... In fact, Chris, I, you've taught me. So that whole idea of the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that is so powerful. Yes. And when all three are on site, all of a sudden, that brings hope to people. In fact, one of the things I say, some of the greatest hope to younger leaders is older leaders who are still in the game and finishing well. Wow, you still believe this knowing that you've been beat up by life itself. Yeah. So conver convergence, cr quickly, Chris, convergence is like standing on a train track and you know the train track is going straight ahead of you. And the question I always say to people is, what does the train track look like at the end? Well, it looks like, even though you know it's not true, it looks like it's coming together. Exactly. That is doing and being who you are meeting what you do and making an ultimate contribution for the king. That's what it means to finish well 
That's convergence. A convergence of being and doing, a convergence of who you are and what you do, and leaving an impact that hopefully will far outlive you. Yes. That's the third stage. So I don't want people to get confused. Remember this. Chris starts us off with, you have two things. Situational clarity. Understand where you are right now. Sovereign perspective is what we're talking about. These three major stages. Seeing your life from the big picture point of view. In the 20s to 30s, early, early, late, late, uh, sorry, early 40s, all of a sudden, it's how am I going to live my life? The issue there is calling. In the 40s to 50s, early 60s, okay, I'm living my life. Am I living? And what is, what could be the difference on my life? That's contribution. In the 60s to 70s and even early 80s, it's how do I finish well? How do I take what I have and give it to others who will do it better? That's Ephesians 4. That's what you call sovereign perspective. Transitions are about situational. It's what you're going through right now. These three stages are about sovereign perspective. And in each one of these things we're talking about, you will get a breakthrough if you have a coach. Yes. Amen. You will get a breakthrough if somebody's there to help you figure out what it is you're seeing and not seeing and what it is God's at work doing. Amen. Amen. And I believe in all those stages. I, I've, I've often asked of my leadership, can you just have coffee with me? Yeah. Can you just have a, and I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle gate and I still look to my eldership. Can we just go get lunch and just talk to me, talk to me about where I'm at. And we long for that. We're social, we're social creatures. And I'm going to get to encourage you wherever you're watching or listening. Uh, maybe you're not watching this live. Uh, this will be on YouTube, all the different channels and podcasts. I'm not just plugging what I'm saying is here. You can go back and, and, and listen to this over and over and over again. I have two years with Dr. Terry Wallen. He has many, 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 many years of experience in this and have been handed down 30 years from so many different people. And you've put this all together and I love the packaging. And I just want to read. So I'll, again, Pastors, we have the ability to to come in and teach your leadership, not just you as an individual. We'd love for you to experience this, and we'd also love to bring it into your management level, to your to your absolutely church. And we have the ability to do that, and uh, I can do it here in Fort Worth. I want to read just a little bit here um, about the. Let me flip the channels. Finishing the race that's set before you. This is about finishing well. I want my eldership to finish well. Uh, experiencing convergence. Have you lived a life that has made a difference? Leaders who are let me re leaders who reach the end game often wonder if they live their lives in line with what God intended. They wonder if they will hear, "Well done, now good and faithful servant." Wow, yeah. that's a profound statement. Um, so again, all of these all of these different things that we're talking about are the different stages. I'm not going to go back and, and reiterate what uh, Dr. Wallens just said. But, but all but, three of these, all three of these, the, the books will introduce them to them. That you can get these on Amazon. So all three of these. That, and if you if you're just wondering about it, Stuck helps introduce it. Terry, go on ahead and show those books one more time. The uh, the show called Awakening. Awakening is the calling book. Yes. Awakening to the call of God. Deciding is the contribution book, helping you clarify your unique contribution. Finishing is the convergence book, 
how do I understand what I've, I got and how do I give it to other people and leave a legacy? All three of those books will introduce you to those topics and the book stuck could be the place you need to begin because you're in a transition right now. And this will set you up to get the most out of these. Yeah. And, and so that, there you go. Yeah. And that's where coaching comes in is to coach you through each one of those phases. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, I have personally worked with my, the youngsters on uh, the calling part and I'm going through the contribution portion of that. And, and, and I, even though I'm in legacy mode, I want to understand the situation for my elders. So I'll be going through that one next. Uh, we're about, we're, I'm going to, we're going to kind of go through a couple of other quick things here that I just want to touch on real quickly. Yep. Can yep. We, yep. Maybe we just finish up here on this, this track for those of you, these are just new things. Uh, we're not going to spend a whole lot. We're not going to uh, drill down on all of this, but I do want to say one thing about this track, this T R A C, which is trajectory replenishment, awareness, and choices. This is a backdrop of what kingdom life does. And I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you like this. I'm going to say this to you like this. We have inspections on our homes. We have inspections on our cars. We're getting yearly physicals. We're doing all these inspections. We do all these tests for ourselves, but we never assess the spirit man. Correct. And so this track assessment is for leadership to go through and it gives you an overall snapshot. It's not the, it's not true science, but it gives you an overall um, snapshot of where you are in trajectory. Many of us are, 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 we got 10 targets out there again of all the things I should be doing. What should I be doing? Which one of those targets should I be focused on? I know this because I, I scored very high on a trajectory and Dr. Terry Wallen helped me through that. Amen. Amen. And replenishment. Many of you, of you leaders, business managers, pastors out there need replenishment. You need to replenish your spirit. You're burning out. This is where you experience. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and the A in that is for awareness. Being aware. Understanding. Understanding who you really are yeah. and, and who you're really not. And who you're really not. And then see us for choices. And this is where we dig down and begin to trust and the choices that we're making and digging down on that. So I'm going to put this back up. They expound a few minutes on this, Dr. Wallen, about how you come. And this is, well, a, yeah. I'm going to say one more thing and then I'll let you have yeah, it. Go, this go, is, go, yeah. This is something that we have at our, if you write to me, if you write to me and want to connect with me, I can get you in into an assessment. We love to talk about the assessment. I guarantee you when you take this assessment, it's going, you're going to be mind blown at it. Because it's going to give you a snapshot again of where you are, and and then we're going to discover together uh, where where it is that God wants us to take. Go ahead, go ahead, doctor. Well, basically, like we said, two things: where you are and where you're going. So those three big things we're talking about where you're going. The track helps you get a snapshot of where you are. Because if you think about it, Psalm 119 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, where I am, and a light unto my path, where I'm headed. Track helps you figure out where you are. There is a li- By the way, don't you like this? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the size of books that we need. And you can get that on Amazon, but what Chris is talking about, too, then there's an assessment that you get a report that gives you a better understanding 
of what's going on and the issues you face right now. Because sometimes it's hard to think about the big picture issues of calling, contribution, and convergence when you feel like you're knee-deep into alligators and you've lost your ball in the weeds. So helping you understand where you are then gives you the confidence to start figuring out ultimately where you could be heading. So the track assessment is quick. It's easy to take, but it also should be paired with a coach who can help you process it and get the most out of it and figure out what you need to work on in your growth and development. Very good. Uh, Dr. Wallens, uh, our dear friend, Dr. Jose wrote this, might clarify calling contribution convergence does not a- only apply to those in ministry, but exactly that person finding their calling contribution convergence in the kingdom of God. Thank you for that. Uh, this is not just for the pasture. It's not just no. for the, 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 uh, the mid mid range manager in the corporate world. We're talking about everyday people. Uh, my, my children, uh, the 20 year old, the 30 year old. And for those of you who want to be coaches and didn't find an avenue or haven't found a place to become a coach, we can do that as well. Right. So we, right. Have, Absolutely. We have these abilities. So Richard brings out a key point. What, okay. Who is this for? Yes. This is for passionate Christ followers. If you just want to attend church, this stuff probably is going to, you know, I, I don't know if it applies, but if you are passionate, if you want to make and live a life that makes a difference, if you want to live for Christ, if you want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, these tools are for you. Because remember, my view is leadership is not position, it's influence. Each of us have been shaped over our life for influence. So all the tools are about not whether you're a pastor or not, are you committed to make a difference for Christ? Amen. If you are, let's go. Yeah. There's help for you. There's resources for you. Yeah. And again, for those of you watching, maybe you just jumped on with us. We're, we have Dr. Terry Wallen here with us tonight. And we're just making some discussion on what is coaching with Dr. Terry Wallen. And we've discussed uh, two things. the, the uh, what, Where are we? Where are we going? It's our situational clarity, our sovereign perspective. We talked about the three phases of calling, contribution, and convergence. We talked a little bit about the track assessment. How do we take an assessment and where do we take an evaluation and an inventory of our lives to move forward into that next place? And that gives you the nice uh, packaging there, a snapshot of, of where you are. And then we want to move forward into what God, God is calling us to do. These, these for me have been life changing. Dr. Terry Wall, when I met you with, through Dr. Jose, uh, man, you just you, you bumped my game. You challenged me. Uh, and, and I, I think I'm a little bit better for it. Uh, I wish these are some skills, uh, that would have been handed down to me from my parents while they did a wonderful, great job with me. Uh, these are things that I wish that I had it at an earlier age. Maybe I would have had a little bit better success in my life. I think that I would, but these are, it's never too late to start. So no, 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 no. I want yeah. all to be encouraged because we all have a contribution to make to each one of our generations. So what we've also done, and I want to show this last last slide before we end our session tonight. And again, thank you so much for investing your time with us, uh, Dr. Walling. I want to talk about the idea pathway. This is where the rubber meets the road on how we actually discuss or, or take uh, the the assessment and we move into the actual uh 
shifting and the mechanics of, of coaching. I'm going to use mechanics there because it's, it's not so structured as it is uh, an undeveloping and, and growing in an organic uh, way. So can you, do you want to break that down for us a little bit tonight? About well, the- let me, yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me just say all night long, we've been talking about what is coaching. What is coaching? All night long, we've been talking about drawing it out versus putting it in all night long. We've been talking about, you got to have a coach. But the, the critical question is, so, okay, well, what, how, how do I learn how to be a coach? And, and how do, what do I look for? Well, notice another small, little, nice little book. I wrote a book on coaching called The Idea Coaching Pathway. When you're in a coaching conversation, there's four stepping stones. Identify what it is you need to talk about. Talk about it, i.e. discover what you know and don't know about it. Evaluate what it is that God is actually at work doing and wants you to do and action, taking the next step and helping yourself move forward. By the way, coaching isn't about reflection. It's about action. It's good. I-D-E-A, four stepping stones for a structured conversation that will make a difference in those you're talking to and people helping you. Identify what it is you gotta go after is the first step. After you identify what you go after, then discover what it is you know about that and need to know, and then evaluate what you wanna do about it and then take action steps to step out and do it. That's what coaching is about, helping somebody walk their way through their problem and get ready for this and get a better idea of what God's at work doing. Amen. Amen. One of the comments that just came up is, again, from uh, Sherry. She says, if you are passionate for Christ, you will be passionate for the people. You can't be uh, one without the other. I, I Amen. Agree. I agree with that statement. Smart, smart lady right there. Smart lady right there. Yep. yep. And one of the things I, I can say, and I'm going to caveat that with, uh, is that, you know, I can't, I can be passionate. And when we I become passionate about the other individual, again, these tools are in place to help me, the leader, uh, develop that person. It's not, right. it's not just uh, something um, that, that it's just pie in the sky. I believe that these are the equipping uh, that are critical for the growth and the development of the individual that transcend both into the secular and into the religious setting. And I believe that the, with the great reformation and the revealing that's taking place, that this moves us and bumps us into the next level. Dr. Terry, I know that you were, you, you know, most people say, Hey, you're holding up your books. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And I, I, <laughs> I allowed him to do that. You can find him on Amazon. Um, and I appreciate the work that you've done you, all across the world, all across. Uh, you came yeah. tonight. You came and spent some time with us tonight, and we didn't dig down too deep. But again, this was the opportunity for us to uh, share and kind of uh, give an overview to those who uh, are looking not just at my ministry, the things that I'm doing here, um, taking this message of the kingdom and transcending it over into a secular paradigm. And, and making those transitional moments so critical that we can coach through those things. We can assess through those things. We have the pathway to do it. I believe that I have the, uh, the equipping to do it. I think I've been empowered by my good friend, Dr. Terry Wallen. Absolutely. And let me close with this. Let me close where we started. Okay. There's never been a time God hasn't been at work in each of our lives. 
The question is not whether God's at work. The question is, do you know what he's at work doing? And do you have the courage to join him in that work? If you have the courage to join God in the work he's already doing, Ephesians 2.10 says, he's created you to do good deeds, which he authored before time began. So this isn't an inventing time. This isn't a discovery time. If you have the courage to discover what God's been at work doing all along in your life, then get a coach and let them help you process that and get the clarity you need in order to step into a contribution he's designed you to make. And the folks here at Kingdom Live, uh, there's some great coaches in the Fort Worth area. But by the way, you don't have to live in the Fort Worth area. With this medium we're working on right now, 80% of the coaching I do is actually online. Talk to Chris, get a coach, you can make a difference, you don't have to stay stuck. God actually is using this moment to shape you in a unique way. Right. Follow him and get the help of a coach to help you better understand how you translate it into new behavior. Good job. If you all uh, hang, hang out just for a couple of quick moments, Terry, I'm going to go ahead and close that with the audience. Okay. Sure. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you so much for being on with us tonight. What a great night tonight. I hope that you had a takeaway from this. We covered a lot of material. I've been doing it for two years. I've been with Dr. Terry Wallen for two years, finishing up. But this is a great, man, this is a time for change. I believe that we have the ability here at Kingdom Life to bring you, the leader, the individual, into the next level, the next phase. The breakthrough that you're seeking is just a phone call away. It's just an email away. Contact me. You can contact me at, at Coach uh, Chris at I Am Kingdom Life. We'd love to hear from you. We will respond. Wherever you're listening to this tonight, wherever you're listening to this tonight, tomorrow, wherever it might be, this is on Spotify, YouTube. We'll have it on all our social media platforms where you can come digest this over and over. But if you contact me, if you stay in contact with me, um, we will uh, get the materials to you. Uh, we have the ability to coach you like Dr. Terry Wallen. We can do it online, obviously. But again, we want you to be blessed. We want you to be encouraged. This is not just something that we're, we're doing just to get the name out. We're spreading the message of the kingdom. I believe that in, in my heart and in my mind that the, the, the coaching pathway, the tools that we have, allows the kingdom to manifest, to transform our mind, to see things differently, that we can respond differently, and that when I, the leader, grow, those around me will grow. When I get better, the church gets better. When I get better, the church gets better. When I grow, the church grows. And that's the way it is for our business as well. We just want to thank you again tonight. For those of you who are listening, remember that you're not just the Reformation, but you are the kingdom it sent to the world to be the light in, the, uh, uh, in this dark and present age. Be blessed, and we will talk to you again. You take care. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Life podcast with Coach Chris Silva. We're glad you enjoyed today's podcast. You can also find additional Kingdom topics by subscribing to I Am Kingdom Life on other social media sites and our website at IamKingdomLife.org. To contact 
Coach Chris directly, you can write to him at coachchris at imkingdomlife.org. And for your continued support, please feel free to make a generous contribution on Cash App at dollar sign I am Kingdom Life. Your generous, continued contributions allow us to spread the word in non-traditional ways, sharing the message of the kingdom.